It's the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee, the podcast where we review young adult fiction. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll... Hello and welcome to the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee podcast. I am your host as ever, sexy, sexy Dory Peacock. With me today, as always, it's Vide Vine Timche, Timothy Morris. I'm sorry, what? That was a stretch. That one was a real stretch, oh, I admit. Oh, no, it's not that. It's just I can't hear you over the new and creative ways I'm finding to disappoint the countless eligible bachelors that are uh, trying to light my tinders. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, oh, so the tinder has ignited a flame. No, it's I'm keeping it damp. Ooh. I've got a I've got a big I've got a big vase full of water. And all the boys are coming around and I'm just like dumping all out like, don't start anything. Don't you start anything. Don't get, don't don't get nothing going. Don't you dare keep that kindling nice and moist. Keep this PG. Let's keep this PG. Let's make this appropriate for Christian teens. Christian teens. All right. Teams of Christian teens. Teams of Christian teens. Do you have any news for us this week, Tim? No. No You know why? Because we, because we did the makeup podcast last week. Oh, so we took up all our news. We yeah, took up true. all our news. I didn't realize we did that. Um, yeah, I don't really have any news either, except that all of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is on Amazon, what? and I've been watching it. What is that? Do you not remember Dr. Quinn? No. Okay, Dr. Quinn was uh, one of the best things about the 90s, which was uh, a type of show that your mom liked. We're talking things like Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, Touched by an Angel, and Dr. Quinn. Basically, oh, and Matlock, like... The adult contemporary jazz of TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, the Kenny G of TV shows that were like uh, fun and unoffensive in a lot of ways and kind of slow and lilting. And that's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She's a doctor from Boston. She comes to Colorado to be a frontier doctor, but she's a woman, so people don't respect her. Okay. And she has a... The only person in town who's taken a shine to her is Byron Sully, a white man who lives among the Indians because his grief has driven him away from society. What genre of show was this? Uh, it's it's like a it's like a Western romance, but I just explained. It's like the adult contemporary of shows. Okay. <laughs> It's basically shows for moms. Let's watch this sometime while I'm backstitching the hole in my leg that I need to fix. Totally. And if you're like, honestly, if you stand for Little House on the Prairie, you would probably like Dr. Quinn. Okay. It's not quite as well structured as Little House, but it is pretty fun. And Sully is pretty hot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's my only thing. I forgot. This, I'm not going to call this news, so don't you dare play the news bumper. I will not. Because there's not enough. I will not. But do you remember the trailer that I sent you? After? Um, af- after what? No, after is what it's called. It's just called After. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a teen movie. It's like a young adult. So, I, so technically the term, according to the Wikipedias, <laughs> is new adult fiction. New adult, not young adult. Right, it's the crossover, right? New adult is like eighteen to thirty. Oh goodness. We don't, we don't, we don't uh, concern ourselves with such paltry distinctions here at this establishment. We don't need our own 
genre because every other genre is aimed at us. I like to think that it's all one continuous line, but the 13-year-old girls are in charge as it should be. Yeah. Let's have a 13-year-old goth at the wheel. That's yeah. my that's my stick. That's insane. That's what I'd say. So a little farther behind like descendants is after, which is like a generic bad boy romance with an <laughs> April release. We must. I th- I think we must. We must. What do we have coming up that we must? I I don't know. We yet. must after. We must Pokemon's Pokemans. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna go see Detective Pikachu. Is there some sort of like psychoactive substance that we should take to before we watch Avengers Endgame? Not to like make us trip out, but to maybe convince ourselves that we're watching a different movie while it's happening. Uh, Nyquil. But still say we went. <laughs> I don't know. I'll think about that. Just snort some NyQuil before we see Avengers Endgame. Snort liquid NyQuil. There's the solid NyQuil? Yeah. It's like a mineral you mine. It's like, yeah, it's it's up in the hills with those uh, rock trolls from yeah. Frozen. <laughs> Speaking of which, Frozen 2, I do not need it. Hey, man, you I... didn't feel a feeling during that trailer? Mm, not really, but that's because I'm dead inside. Why don't you like Frozen? Oh, it's not that I, like, specifically don't like it. It's just that I don't like it enough to be like, yeah, a sequel, yay. Because we, we saw the trailer yesterday when we were watching the Captain Marvel movie with our with our friends. Yeah, which was very good. Uh, and immediately after the Frozen 2 trailer, the Avengers trailer started, and I decided to not pay attention to it. And I turned to you, and I was like, Frozen 2 actually has maybe a good point, though, right? Maybe. I don't know. I think leaf powers are stupid. I don't think it's leaf powers. I think you just, that's not what was going on. <laughs> so what? Her powers are that she can cause fall? I don't think there's leaf powers. I think there's like a leaf spirit going on, man. There's some kind of, there's some kind of autumn powers, which is the worst but powers. I don't think it's, it's Anna's. Like, oh no. I think there's like an autumn thing. I think there is an autumn thing, but that's a stupid thing because it's like, oh, look what I can do. I can make the weather slightly colder. <laughs> but you, know what, you know what my power is? I kill trees. But it's seasonal. Sure. I I don't know, man. I'm all for like the figuring out the tone you want to go for for your trailers. Like epic, fun fantasy road trip is like great. And I kind of think there's a movie to be made for Frozen because it ends with like sisters yeah it does have somewhere to go reuniting right. right but we don't know what the relationship is now that they have kind of figured out where to start from they don't actually have a relationship yet and i kind of want to mm. see the movie where they work on it yeah I, I, they have somewhere to go with it and i'm sure it'll be better than i think um just to the to me also the trailer kind of felt like it's frozen too more ice more climbing more, more reindeers more autumn more leaf powers, what? Okay. I just like that they, they show Anna doing like ice in the ocean and or Elsa doing ice you in the ocean. You didn't like that sequence where she's trying show, to run across the ocean on her own? She already froze the ocean once. It's not that big a deal. But also, okay, so so that's the funny thing is it's like, look at all this ice. And then Anna has to like jump across a chasm and it's like, yeah, more climbing. And then Sven is riding, or not Sven, um... Christoph. Gustav. Christoph. Christoph is riding Sven. Jonathan Groff. Followed by like 700 reindeers. And I'm it's like. It's like 20. Ugh. It just feels more epic because we're not used to any sense of scale in Disney movies. Well, but that's what's, fu- that's what's funny about it is that it's like more ice, more climbing, more reindeers. There's going to be so many freaking reindeers. I hope so. 
Have you ever seen the inside of a reindeer's mouth? It's terrifying. You know, the more you talk bad about this movie, the more I'm going to double down and force you to see it. Oh, I'm not even on this movie anymore. I'm just picturing the inside of a reindeer's mouth and it's going to give me nightmares. Inside the inside. What if inside that reindeer's mouth is a little like projected screen and it's like frozen too? <laughs> Way less scary. You're right. Okay. All right. Should we move on to the meat and potatoes? Only if you are sure you don't want to imagine reindeer uvula theater anymore. Reindeer uvula theater. That is a callback to wits. Um, no, I'm not going to picture Reindeer Uvula Theater. I think that has run its course. Let's talk about the thing we watched. Uh, separately. Separately. But engagedly. But in spirit together. Um, let's talk about the Lizzie McGuire movie. <gasps> oh, hey now. Hey, so. Hey now. Hey now. This. This. Is what dreams are made of. Is what dreams are made of. Hey now. Is that the song you were talking about the other day when you said, do you remember that song? No. Were you talking about the one that goes, why not take a crazy no. chance? Do we oh. want, have, have we ever explained my like weird like Mandela effect Lizzie McGuire movie memory? Oh, that you remember a song and no one else remembers? Yes. I oh, yes. So I'm, I'm a and little. And I remember making fun of you because you said Mandela. Mandela effect? Mandela. Mandela is the girl from from uh, Hate You Give. So there actually is a Mandela. is like a thing, right? Nelson Mandela. I know it's named after Nelson Mandela, but I'm thinking of the Mandela like from Battlestar Galactica where she wants, where it's like a weird pattern and it causes her to fly into a note. I'm going to make you watch Battlestar Galactica That's at some not point, what man. The, but the Mandela effect is named after Nelson Mandela. I know. I, I can't help it. This is how I remember the Mandela yeah, effect. Okay. So, you remember a song no one else remembers. Yeah, so Vitamin C. Remember Vitamin C? As we go on. Yeah. Meh, 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 yeah, the graduation song. Right, so Vitamin C is the band that did that, and they did a song for uh, Lizzie McGuire movie. But I remember in a TV spot on the Disney Channel or something, there was a song called Roam Where You Want To. Roam Where You Want To? Did you ever find the song? I have never found it. I can't prove it happened, <laughs> but I remember this. But then when the movie came out, there isn't a song called Rome Where You Want To. No. Instead, Vitamin C, it is Vitamin C, does a cover of Volare. Oh, yeah. That's the, a weird The Frank cover. Sinatra song. It's the best song in the whole soundtrack. It's a good song. Uh, it's super funny, though, because that's like, I, I, it reminded me of that thing from the late 90s and early 2000s where everything in a teen movie had to be super teeny boppery so you couldn't just play like a recording of volare you had to have vitamin c cover of volare it's a great cover because there's like electric guitars that come in Mm -hmm. and there's like three women singing at the same time and then like the guitar plays the riff like -na -na -na. it's good yeah it's, it's not good. bad but it's what happened cover. to Rome where you want to, Dory? I don't know. And I really hope that like you were just such a clever child that you made up an entire song in your head and it was so good. No, I remember you convinced this. yourself it was real. They like they were specifically like teasing it. I believe you. And I believe that that was something that they may have like advertised and then pulled. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it be like a way better story if you were just such a clever child that you wrote a really good song no one else ever heard? I just want to hear this song that I don't know if it exists. Roam Where You Want To by Vitamin C. I've Google searched it in every possible permutation. That's insane. So I need other people to tell me if you remember this. Well, when I searched it, it 
it auto-filled, but then the first thing it brings up is Rome by the B-52s. Yeah, see? Huh. And also Private Idaho. Yeah, don't 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 have one of those yet. A Private Idaho? Yeah. What's a Private Idaho mean? It's, it has to do with gay stuff. It and does? Yeah, my own Private Idaho. I thought it just meant like you had a state all to yourself. I don't know. I don't know anything. Well, then why are you saying it's a thing that you know? I don't, I don't, I, I, to, to be evasive and hide my mistake. <laughs> oh. One of those. I have, I have no chill. I have okay. no shame either. <laughs> I'm right until I wasn't. Roam where you want to. We will find it. Okay. We will find it, vitamin C. We're coming for you. So what Somebody is- tweet at vitamin C. What is a Hillary Duff, a, a Lizzie McGuire? What's a Hillary Duff, story? precious? Okay, what so, is a Lizzie McGuire? So Lizzie McGuire was a show. Uh, it was about just a your average girl going through junior high. She had two best friends, Gordo and Miranda. She had a bully named Kate. She had a crush on the hot boy at school, Ethan Kraft, who was kind of dumb. And um, the only real gimmick of the show was that her brother was kind of an evil genius. And by evil genius, I mean he would just think of fun ways to irritate her. Like like expressly to torture her. Yeah. And like he was smart, but he wasn't like, you know, a Stewie Griffin evil genius. And also uh, she had a cartoon inner monologue. Mm-hmm. So whenever like something would awkward would happen in the show, it would cut away to a cartoon of her being like, oh, so awkward. And the cartoon would, like, say what she's really thinking, that she feels like she has to edit. Yeah. For the people around her. Yeah. I would I would submit that Lizzie McGuire is the antithesis of the Kim Possible that we talked about. Uh, yeah? And, like, in what way? Um, that Kim Possible is hyper-competent, and everyone around her is hyper-competent, whereas uh, Lizzie McGuire is kind of awkward. Oh, yeah. Or at uh, least she and, feels awkward. And unassuming. Uh, and her parents are kind of awkward and her brother's kind of awkward and her friends are kind of awkward, but she still kind of works it out, you know? Yeah. It was definitely one of those shows that was about the perils of being your average awkward teen. Mm -hmm. But then of course, like they cast Hillary Duff as Lizzie, who is like gorgeous. Impossibly gorgeous. And like a young Daryl Hannah. And charismatic. And then she, her two friends are that girl that was on Buffy, who is also insanely cute and charismatic. Season seven, everyone. Oh, she is? Season seven? Yeah. Oh, season seven. I thought you said she's in seven, like the movie where oh, Kevin no. Spacey's a serial killer. Season seven. We're all, she's one of the slayers, where there's all the slayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that was Lizzie McGuire. Uh, what was your exposure to the... A little exposure... Who was your exposer, Tim? Well, I mean, what was your exposure? Lizzie McGuire came off TV right around the time where I started getting cable, so I didn't watch that show very much. Oh yeah. But I did watch this movie, and I remember it because my mom played the soundtrack in the car all the time. <laughs> did you go to see the movie in theaters? I did. Really? I remember that. Was Skylar a big fan? Skylar might have been. I don't remember what Skylar was into at that point. That was kind of the Princess Diaries. Wasn't he really into Princess Diaries? Yeah, but we love Princess Diaries because it's like this weird, awkward, ugly duckling story. Uh-huh. Princess Diaries is funny. That's true. The day, it right? is funny. Lizzie McGuire movie is like... It's like not that funny. It's like a thing for teenage girls. Well, and like this, that's what's interesting about the movie is like the show, I remember being like genuinely engaging and funny. And then the movie. And then the movie is like... 
you know, it's competent and it's fun in many ways, but it doesn't have, it's it's not as funny. Give us a summarize. Okay, so Lizzie McGuire, your average awkward teen, ruins her graduation by tripping and pulling down a curtain. Oh no, her life is ruined. Luckily, before she goes to high school, she's doing like a, like a EF tour in Rome, basically, like a two-week study abroad. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she is accompanied by her overbearing principal, Mrs. Ungermeyer, played by Alex Borstein mm-hmm. of Mad TV and Gilmore Girls fame, mm-hmm. uh, also now on Mrs. Maisel, and her friend Gordo. Uh, I guess the girl that played Miranda didn't want to be in the movie, so she's not there. We don't know why. <laughs> we don't know why. Um, and she's like, yeah, we're going to Rome. Going to be great. Going to get away from all my worries and see some cool historical shite. And, oh no, her bully Kate has decided to come on the trip, along with dumb Ethan Kraft, who is hot but dumb. Mm. And he kind of just has to be there for comic relief. So they go on this their trip, and on their first day in Rome, Lizzie meets Paolo, an Italian superstar musician, singer, pop star guy. Mm -hmm. And she happens to look exactly like his partner, Isabella, but with blonde hair. Instead of black hair. Instead of instead of black hair. And so uh, she goes on a, a date with Paolo and he winds up asking her to pose as Il- Isabella as they present at an awards show. And oh, n- wouldn't you know it, they also need to sing at this awards show. So, so he, like it's like it's like got a Cinderella E dimension to it where he dresses her up in fancy clothes and teaches her all the choreography and she has to keep sneaking away from the principal and kate almost instantly do not matter (laughs) yeah and kate's only there to like basically fill in for miranda and also have dimension as like i'm the bully but now i found out you're doing this really cool thing i'm gonna support you yeah but she does she does yeah she almost instantly is like her arc is she her arc is she decides to cave and have some carbs (laughs) yeah she starts the movie swearing off of carbs, and by the end of the movie, she's like, "Give me some of that carbs." She's chowing down on spaghetti with Ethan, mm-hmm. and also Ethan. Like, I th- feel like there's a point where we realize Ethan has hidden depths. We do, yeah. Where like he seems oblivious, but then at the end, we realize he's been paying attention all along. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happens in this movie? So, what does uh, Lizzie get to do? <clears throat> so Lizzie is about to show up at this award show when the real Isabella turns up with Gordo. Oh, Gordo, by the way, covered for her in sneaking out and by doing so got Gets sent fired home. from the trip, but then he decides to not get fired because he sees Isabella and is like, hey. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? And she reveals that Paolo is a poser and he was setting Lizzie up for failure. He wanted a nobody to sing instead of Isabella so, so he, he could, could embarrass Isabella. Yeah. Because he was banking on Lizzie not being able to sing. And he was going to lip sync so people wouldn't know that he's actually the one that can't sing. Anyway, they foil his evil plot. Lizzie gets to sing in front of the whole world with Isabella, who is also played by Hilary Duff. and Doing a really, possibly like, is it a good Italian accent? It seems like it might be. Particularly good, but it's not particularly bad. It's going for it, man. She, yeah, it's not too bad, especially for like a like mm-hmm. a young kid, because she was like what sixteen when she made this movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, 
it's a big success. Her parent. There's a weird subplot about her brother trying to uh, blackmail her with photos of her posing as Isabella. Her parents wind up coming to the show. She's grounded for life, but they're really proud of her for exposing that fraudster. And, and also, like, successfully <coughs> singing to an international audience. Yeah, and also being a pop star for one night. And um, at the after party, she and Gordon finally kiss. Hmm. We'll come back to that. We will come back to that. I have a thing about that. So, yeah, that's that's the movie. It was honestly... So, so this movie had two purposes. Did you see this when you were younger? I did not. Okay. But Disney... These... There these were... new eyes. There were show-based Disney movies... Of this era that had two purposes. One was to wrap up the series mm-hmm. with like a grand finale. So they did that with even Stevens and they aired it as a movie instead of as part of the show. Right. Lizzie McGuire, though, was a bigger deal because it had a theatrical release. So the point of the Lizzie McGuire movie was to wrap up the series with a big finale, but also to launch Hilary Duff's singing career. Yes. This is the point where the the Disney stable of actors turned pop stars was just starting to kick off for the very first time. Yeah, this was the this was like when every Disney starlet had to be a pop star. They they tried it with uh Lindsay Lohan, they tried it with Hilary Duff. They would actually succeed with Selena Gomez. They would actually succeed with Miley Cyrus as well. Yeah. And But Miley um, Cyrus the trick is you had to start her as a pop star, not finish her off kind of in that way yeah and who was the other one demi lovato also mm-hmm. came in the, in the wake through the, of through this. the disney stable of actors so that was that was why um the song tim remembers may or may not exist mm-hmm. <laughs> but there were two original songs in the movie that were like diegetically in the, well one was diegetically in the movie and one was non-diegetic one was non-diegetic that were Hillary Duff singing Can, okay so the non-diegetic song i want to say the lyrics from memory okay why not yep take a crazy chance St- so far so good why not do a crazy dance flagging a little there lizzie <laughs> I don't remember what happens next. There is nothing else to remember about that song. And then then the amazing thing is she like finishes the chorus and then like the chorus. The chorus. (laughs) The chorus. And then then the bridge is why not take a crazy chance. Why not do a crazy dance? It's like. There's like a rap breakdown. (laughs) That song is so bad it almost shoots the moon back to being really good. (laughs) Right. And see that's the song I remember being everywhere Mm -hmm. on all the commercials. Although the diegetic song, this is what dreams are made of. If you walk into a room and there is at least one former teenage girl during 2006. So a woman? Yeah. And you say, hey, now, hey, now. Someone's going to go, this is what dreams are made of. (laughs) See, that wouldn't have. I've done that on this podcast before. You have done that. That that reference that that was a reference would never occur to me because I didn't even see this thing until we watched it for this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even remember that song. I did remember "Do a Crazy Dance." I think that that song is maybe a little bit good, actually. Eh, it's okay. Well, the dreams me... are made of one is good. Yeah, that one. That one's definitely good. Yeah, that's well written. Why not is bad. <laughs> why not is kind of dumb. And it, it, why not do a crazy dance? Why not, man? Let's do it right now. Because um, uh, my, my seat is glued to the floor. Oh, crap. I forgot I did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a bad move. Sorry, we'll man. To, we'll have to undo that later. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna murder you, but then I thought, better not. Get get the glue anti venom ready to go. Here we go. Get the syringe. Fully work. Fully work. No. Squirt. 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 <laughs> so, what is the Lizzie McGuire movie really? I. You know what? I have a feeling you're gonna tell me. I feel like it is a. It is like amazing wish fulfillment. It really is. And that's why it's so great, right? It's it's basically uh it's basically what's that uh Meg Ryan movie, right? Where uh, she's in Paris. Oh, Meg Ryan. Oh, oh, forget Paris. Yeah, that one. Oh no, French Kiss. French Kiss, right? French Kiss. Forget Paris with Billy Crystal. This is French Kiss for teenagers. Yeah. So it's I'm in Italy and I'm riding on the back of a Vespa with a boy. And now I'm in a like uh, and I'm getting like my nails done and like I'm doing like a fashion makeover to like a cover of Supermodel. And now I'm like star. Now I'm like in the hanging gardens with like a sunset behind me and he kisses me. And now I'm like a pop star on stage. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely wish fulfillment, which is like, I don't know. It's so funny that it's so far out of the Lizzie McGuire oeuvre because the show wasn't wish fulfillment -y. Other Disney shows have been. Like, That's So Raven has this aspect where she's like, obviously got a superpower, Phil of the future, he's from the future. But like, Lizzie McGuire never dealt with not only nothing magic, but nothing like big and weird. It was all like the small not like perils of being a doppelganger team. stuff. Yeah. Would you think someone would have figured that out ahead of time? Yeah. So it was... It, it, it was super fanciful for the show that it was. And mm -hmm. the way it was advertised, I never knew it was even about her doubling as a pop star. Because all the ads were just her and Gordo on the plane and her on the back of a Vespa. So I thought it was just like, they have a Roman vacation. She meets a nice boy. But in the end, she's in love with her best friend. Like, I didn't even know there was this whole, like, body switcheroo plot. We'll come back to that. We're, let's come back to it now because I'm no no because I want to talk more about hey now hey now oh, okay talk about hey now hey well, now hey now doesn't it kind of work right in it totally the movie works. but that's, not, a, that's a decent but song. on like a thematic level too right because Lizzie McGuire who is afraid to sing in the shower because she'll accidentally like tear off the shower curtain mm -hmm. is suddenly and is like so terrified of embarrassing herself in front of everybody mm -hmm. is successfully singing on like an international stage yeah. And that is, in fact, Dory. That is what dreams are made of. Isn't it, though? It totally is. So I like, have a lot of dreams like that. I think that's one of the reasons why people remember this song is because, like, the moral, like, hit him, you know, from the side. Gets you right here. Gets you right here. Right here in the spleen. Also, that song is, like, equally as good as a lot of winning Eurovision songs, right? Oh, I totally. I can see Paolo and Isabella being, like, a winning Eurovision act. In fact, I'm almost sure they are. In, in that universe. In, in that universe, yeah. In the Maguireverse. Yeah. yeah, in the Maguireverse. They're like Eurovision winners or competitors at the very least. Yeah. That, it, it feels like a, I listen to a lot of Eurovision stuff. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is among as good as the, the best Eurovision songs. Yeah, I'm with you, especially lately. Are you ready for Eurovision this year, man? Oh, I'm always ready for Eurovision, Tim. M May May 19th. I've got my sparkly pants on. We gotta, we gotta watch this year. We're having a party at someone's house. Okay. <laughs> Man, I don't usually watch it. I f always forget that it exists. You need to experience it live. That's it's, true. It's truly amazing to experience live. Yeah. Because it, 
there's something about like it's like American Idol, but instead of like a season long affair, it's condensed into like one week. <laughs> and and the drama of it is so exciting. It's like Super Bowl. Yeah. But we get to like pit like Liechtenstein against like Australia. It's it's the gay Super Bowl is what it is. That's RuPaul's Drag Race. This is like the gay Mar- March Madness. This is the gay World Cup. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 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 RuPaul's Drag Race is the gay Super Bowl. Eurovision is the gay World Cup. Yeah. Where it's just like a really concentrated event. Yeah. Anyway. Because RuPaul's Drag Race is like the sport where we're like, screw you. We're doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. And Eurovision is the thing everybody else does. Although I don't know the sports analog to letting (laughs) uh, there be multiple winners. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. All Stars 4. I hate it. Ask me. Tweet me about that if you don't understand. Anyway, back to to Liz McGuire movie. Big mug and I feel like Thor. You are you are like Thor. I am quite Scandinavian, and you look very dashing in a sunset. It's true. While while uh, wringing out all the water in your shirt I have that you're not wearing anymore, I have big scary Nordic blue eyes. You do. Um, but yeah, uh, this has also one of my favorite things, which is a weird amount of sexual tension between the principal and uh, Paolo's bodyguard Sergey, who quits immediately upon finding out that Paolo is a bad guy, which yeah. is really fun. He's like Lizzie McGuire is nice girl. I hit you in face. <laughs> he has he has an exact accent too. It's true. It's very subtle. Yeah, all the accents in this movie, pure subtlety. Everybody gets some, right? I I think so. Kate Kate gets with Ethan. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they get back together. I think she gets with pasta. She well, no, they get back together. That's the implication. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. Like she's like, why won't like a nice boy buy me some spaghetti? And then Ethan does. Kate had a great line because they're. I guess the two of them dated during the TV show and it didn't work out. And someone says to her, I think it's the principal says, "You're with him," and she goes. Not anymore, fortunately. Or like something really sassy mm-hmm. about like, I broke up with it. It's cleverer than that in the movie. Kate's mean girl powers are definitely shortened by the fact that she has very noticeable bangs, which are out of place even in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, those were not cool bangs. Lizzie had cool bangs. All right. Can we come back to Gordo? Yes. Let's get to the Gord. 2003. I'm sorry. Oh, 2003. Ugh, it was a dark time for fashion. That was a... Wasn't that bad? Dingley belts were kind of cool, dude. It was before Alexander McQueen, like really started like just taking everything by storm. Well, yeah, but like it wasn't terrible. I mean, mm. like low rise jeans were rough, but dangly belts were fun. Military jackets were fun. Military jackets are still in. They have never left. Oh, but not. We've but just like, been cycling them. They are not as military now as they were. Oh, that's true. Like the I black had a parade, everyone. I had a denim jacket that had like colonial lapels it was beautiful see i went and bought a real military jacket from a flea market in london and now i just win mm. that's true that's a good jacket gordo gordo david gordon do you feel about this not really i i never wanted them to be a thing i understand people did i never wanted it and i i don't care that it happened so in the movie Gordo sees Paolo and is immediately distrustful. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why are you so distrustful of Paolo, Gordon? It must be because you like Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And Gordon's like, no, it's not it at all. Shut up. And then at the very end, after Lizzie has dumped Paolo and Gordo has proven what a good friend he is, 
Mm-hmm. He and Lizzie go off at one point in a party, and then she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And it's like this big moment. But then Gordo's like, we should uh, get back to the party. Listen, you're going you're gonna to maybe be frustrated with me, but you know what I'm about to say, right? Gordon's gay? I think Gordo might be a gay. Huh. Because <laughs> isn't that like, like to me, that's how, I know it's not how it was intended because gay people no. didn't exist in 2003. But also. But that's how like, I read it. It was also clearly built up for him to be the love interest. But that moment is very anticlimactic. She like kisses him and then he's like, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. He's right. Like, he doesn't like lean into it. But then they're teenagers. So I guess they can't do tongue. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah, it's like, it, it, yeah, the whole movie's been built up to to be like, yeah, Gordon really likes, Gordo really likes Lizzie. and But it feels more like he is just looking out for a friend, right? Because he never really expresses interest in her. I don't know. There's like, the way everything is, like, the way it's written, it could go either way. The way it's shot and framed, it's very clear that they're trying to ship them. And... I kind of wish they would have gone for the gold and just had that moment be like a moment of, oh, this is it. We're finally together. We're going to. But that wasn't built up in the show. No, it never. But but that would have been more satisfying in a movie than Lizzie and Gordon Gordo awkwardly kissing and then being like, yeah, maybe not. One day Gordo's going to get high at a college party. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a nice theater twink that he sits down and has a conversation about Proust with or something. And then the night's going to progress and Gordo's going to discover some things about himself. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I see. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it happening. It it works so much less organically than Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. That's true. It doesn't feel like... Yeah, I never felt like they were ever going to get together. I, I wish if the movie was going to go for that, they would have gone all the way and been like, yep, they're in love instead mm-hmm. of being like, Oh, they kissed and they're just going to be friends. Or are they in love? Or are they in love? There's oh, no passion. Did they go did they go back to the party because they it you know, they are in love and they need to talk about it later or did they go back because ah, oh, this isn't going to work out? Like, who knows? Well, I should write like a dog sees god style like sequel play Please where it's don't. like unofficial in like search replace the names of all these characters and it is Gordo in college and he does have his first like gay experience. No, for it to be for it to be a dog sees God version of this, Gordo would need to like get an illicit blowjob in the bathroom in high school, but then the guy that gave him the blowjob beats him up. Maybe I need to do like a dog sees God style like off-brand name search replace parody of Dog Sees God where I can like sand off the rough edges. I don't know. Maybe Dog Sees God is And then stupid. pitch it to Netflix. <laughs> Ugh, they'd buy it. They'd they buy would. it. I, I hate Dog Sees God. Hey, I man, I'm so still stupid. waiting for my next gay teen thing from Netflix to come out. Yeah. Where's the new gay teen thing, Netflix? We got one last year. I want more. We need one this year. By this time last year, we already had Love, Simon. Where's my gay teen movies, Hollywood? I, I don't know. Are there gay teens in Umbrella Academy? Uh, There's pansexual teens, but they're not really teens. They're new adults. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> so just people? Yeah. Just, you know, humans? Humans. Because all movies are made for new adults. Like, that's the biggest demographic people try to hit. So. Hummus? Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed, but I think you're right. Like, you could definitely read it that way, and it would not be out of place. So what else have we learned today? What else have we learned? We've learned don't trust Paolo. Yeah. Don't trust cute boys on Vespas. We've learned that your vacation can be everything you ever wanted. It can. And that you're, you will be able to sing in front of an uh, international audience. Yeah. And the backup dancers will come, and you will just know what to do. Yeah. It'll just happen. And also, you'll have, like, a big, weird, poofy dress. What a fun moment, though, when Isabella, like, is like, hey, everyone, it's Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie, sing with me. And then Isabella leaves her to do it herself. Yeah. What a, what a good judge of character that she's like, you know what emotional breakthrough this person needs that I met 10 minutes ago? This. This is exactly what they need. That's why she gets paid. Oh, Isabella. I like to think that she's magic, like that episode of New Girl where they meet Prince and he just is magic. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. Wow. I'm going to make you watch that episode because it's great. I can, I can, you can get me to watch Prince. Um, anyway, let's, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Do you remember, let's do a where are they now. Do you remember that when we were in college at Southern Utah University mm-hmm. in Southern Utah, mm-hmm. Um, they used to do these like convocations Mm -hmm. and one time one of them. Yeah. The, the summoning of Pazuzu. Yes. The summoning of Pazuzu (laughs) and Dagon. Oh no, that was an invocation. Oh, that's right. That was the time that we tried to summon Nyarlathotep. Um, so one of those was like a, it was a live event. It was like a satellite broadcast of uh of like a lecture with hillary duff and but it was live and we would have a feed at our end so people could ask her questions i missed this i i also wasn't able to go because i think i was in a show or something but that was advertised for months because hillary duff i guess became a huge philanthropist yeah she's doing good for herself she is an interesting person she stopped kind of the whole starlet thing but like a lot of people who leave that life they crash and burn hillary duff when's the last time hillary duff had negative press well the thing about hillary duff interestingly is that she walked away at the height like mm-hmm. she did lizzie mcguire she was getting a lot of buzz she did a cinderella story um she did the lizzie mcguire movie and then she took she kind did of tiger cruise tiger cruise <laughs> then she took a dramatic turn where she tried she to cadet kelly Cadet Kelly, yeah, she did all these Disney movies, and then she took a dramatic turn where she did that movie that was about depression and a girl that writes songs, and that movie didn't make a ton of money, and kind of after that, she just, like, tapered away, and she never tried to do the, like, let's be adults now thing. She She gave up on the singing career. Yeah. She's done some, she did some acting recently, um... Remember how Miley Cyrus had to do the Let's Be Adults Now thing twice? Yeah. And it stuck the second time? Well, yeah, because the second time it was responsible and not just sexy. No, the second time it was less responsible. Wait, the second... What was the second time? Uh, We Can't Stop. Oh, I, I don't remember this There was then. Can't Be Tamed, and then there was We Can't Stop, and We Won't Stop. Oh, I forgot she was in Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Hilary Duff. Oh, Duff released her second studio album, Metamorphosis. It's got like butterflies. Her whole thing was butterflies. She did have a lot of butterflies. I'm trying to find out what the. uh, Yeah. In. So, yeah, she she was in a show later. She kind of tapered off and then she came back to TV and 
basically became uh yeah basically just became like a charity a charity giver go hillary and that's why she was on the un's like council for um uh, council for community service or something like that Mm -hmm. she did a bunch of cool stuff and every once in a while she's like yeah i'll act um let's look up where miranda is now i have not i'll do gordo i have not looked her up before and i don't know her name so i'm gonna have to imdb this from the movie you can do it carly cue it come here gordo gordo's name is adam lamberg oh i forgot that the actress that played miranda was a one namer like Cher. what was her name lalane okay so poor lalane has not done as well uh it looks like she did some disney channel movies uh she did one called debating robert lee mm-hmm. she did a short in 2005 called lalane i'm not your girl mm-hmm. um oh she was in easy a i don't remember that as the gossipy girl um she was in something called vanity theft and i have not heard of any of the other things she's done um i'm gonna put it out there adam lambrook looks like a hot male uh perugia bulk a bit yeah he's got the weird mouth huh he's got like and the really weirdly intense eyes going on um you got clayton snyder who was ethan uh his career kind of stopped thank goodness for him mm. now he's in a movie called ham on rye ham on rye I don't know. He 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 transitioned to NCIS. That sounds like an episode of Ham on Right. Just sounds like an episode of Wallace and Gromit. What what did you find on Adam Lamberg? Uh, he stopped doing stuff in two thousand eight, so we also got out. Oh wow. Where's Lelena now? Lelaine. Let's see. Let's find her Wikipedia. Oh, her full name is Lelaine Vergara Paras. Now you can see why you just go by one name. I guess. In 2003. Let's see. Acting career. Oh, she was on Broadway as a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was in Les Mis as Cosette. That's kind of awesome. Um, It mentions Buffy on her Wikipedia page. Oh, my gosh. Buffy Did- was great. Okay, Les Mis, non sequitur. Did you hear today about cats? No. What about cats? There's going to be a cats movie. But they already filmed the stage show. No. A movie. Are they going to have, like, animated cats? Yes. That's the worst idea I've ever heard. With a celebrity cast. Nope. It's bad. I hate it. With Where they superimpose the cat's faces with uh, motion capture technology done by the celebrities. I hate this. I hate everything about this. Directed, it's bad. Wait, there's one more. Directed by Tom Hooper. <laughs> please, please tell me this is an April Fool's joke. No, this is real. Wait, what did Tom Hooper do? Les Mis. Oh, shit. The King's Speech. No, this is bad. It's coming out this year. This is bad. This shouldn't be happening. It's happening. Oh my gosh. They released set photos from CinemaCon today. I don't like it. It hurts me. Oh, it's bad. I don't like it. And with that, and with that, and Lelaine's uh, tenure at Les Mis, does she have anything else on her notes? Oh, oh my goodness. In July 2007, Lelaine was arrested and charged with felony possession of methamphetamine. Oh, that's just like a California thing. Lelaine pleaded guilty to the felony possession charge. A $50,000 bench warrant was issued for Lelaine after failing to appear at a mandatory court hearing regarding her case. 
Benchwarden was later recalled. That's to just a like mandated drug rehab. Just like oh, every, the poor woman. Knowing Tina in LA is not like a big, a big deal. Wait, but meth, dude. Like yeah, the Tina turned on the Tina. Turned on the Tina. I thought that was about Tina Turner. No, that's yeah. It looks like she basically like acted a little, got into meth, and that's all she wrote. She also got out. She had a music career. So everybody got offboarded one way or another. Yep. Well, sorry, Lizzie McGuire cast. That's okay. We'll always have Lizzie McGuire. Rome? Movie. Yeah, Rome. We'll always have Rome, I guess. And we'll roam where we want to. We'll so, roam where we want to. Someone help fix my two Mandela effect memories. One is where it's called pronounced the Mandela effect or the Mandela effect. The other <laughs> one is Rome where you want it's, to. It's pronounced Mandela effect in the Bernstein in the Bernstein universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should really call it the Bernstein effect at this point. We should. Because everyone would remember that. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's about all we got mm-hmm. for this episode. Yeah, man. Remember to follow us on the social meds. The Judgment Day Refreshment Committee on Facebook. Get it. At JDRC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Punch. Email us. JDRC Podcast at gmail.com. Life sounds. That's all we got. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Dory E. Peacock. Follow Tim on Twitter. Cyber Prior. That's where I live. Come see Laughing Stock at the Off-Broadway Theater every Friday and Saturday night at 10 p.m. And some of the times I am there. And some of the times I am not there. But some of the times I am. So do that. Do that thing. Do all the things. And with that, these are our sign-offs. Uh, Reindeer Uvula Theater. <laughs> Thanks for everybody for listening. And remember, we won't judge you, but we will bring the Jello salad to your trial. <laughs> <laughs>